A split-second decision shortly before her 50th birthday changed Jen Rice's life forever. She sold everything she owned in the United States and bought a one-way ticket to Europe with the assumption she was going to land a consulting project in Geneva. When the project fell through, Jen found herself jobless and homeless in Europe. That was the start of a fabulous adventure. I ended up traveling through 14 countries with a camera and a carry-on. But a lot of it was very, a lot of inner work. I realized I had been living somebody else's life. I was good at what I did, but I didn't love it. I didn't light me up. So really in the last, you know, year and a half or so, I've been just in this, my own kind of personal reinvention, hero's journey, if you will. I'm now a coach and uh, I love, love, love what I do. And I just feel like I'm in absolutely the right place for me. Jen still remembers the moment she finally gave herself permission to just stop and forget about life for a while. I was on the coast of Lithuania in a little town called Nida, and it was very peaceful and quiet, and I gave myself permission to not know what was next. And I closed my computer, and I rented a bike, and I rode around and hiked on sand dunes, and I just, for the next couple months, gave myself permission to just stop. Jen is now a coach for Rebels with a Cause. Rebels with a Cause are fast thinkers, dot connectors, status quo busters who are dazzled by way too many possibilities. Often have kind of found themselves in jobs that they kind of like, but they aren't really passionate about because they've got so many things they're interested in, it makes it really hard to focus. So a lot of what I do is I help give clarity and then use a lot of my business background to help them. Jen Rice on this episode of Run It Like a Girl. Today's a pretty uh, nice day here in rural Ontario, and I'm thrilled to be speaking with Jen Rice, who is actually in Dahab, Egypt right now. Jen, thank you so much for joining us for an episode of Run It Like a Girl. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. Oh, it's, uh, it's great to have you. So I really want to start because before I hit record, you and I were chatting a little bit about our lives. And, and you mentioned that a few years back, you were in the States and you said, I'm quitting life in the States and I'm going to travel overseas, something you've always wanted to do. Can you just tell us a little bit about, uh, about your decision to do that and what your experience has been like since leaving the U.S.? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I always had this feeling I was going to live overseas, but I never did it. And I think I just made assumptions that it was for other people and not for me. Like you had to have a million dollars or you had to have like all these things. Right. And I actually had a consulting project that was my life at the time. And I thought I was going to get this project in Geneva. So that helped me launch myself overseas. I just made a split second decision uh, three months before my 50th birthday sold everything, got a one-way ticket over to Europe. And then as soon as I landed, I discovered that my client went on long-term health disability. And so there was no project. I was officially homeless and jobless. Uh, and that was the start of a fabulous adventure. I ended up traveling through 14 countries with a camera and a carry-on. But a lot of it was very, a lot of inner work. I realized I had been living somebody else's life. I was good at what I did, but I didn't love it. I didn't light me up. So really in the last, you know, year and a half or so, I've been just in this, my own you know, personal reinvention, hero's journey, if you will. 
I'm now a coach and uh, I love, love, love what I do. And I just feel like I'm in absolutely the right place. That's awesome. And that's, uh, that's a good segue, actually, because I never actually said, you know, what, what you did or, or, or who you really are. But um, so you're a, a coach for Rebels with a Cause. I would just love to know what is Rebels with a Cause? Rebels with a Cause are fast thinkers, dot connectors, status quo busters who are dazzled by way too many possibilities. And often um, they've really got a good justice gene and often have have found themselves in jobs that they kind of like, but they aren't really passionate about because they've got so many things they're interested in. It makes it really hard to focus. So a lot of what I do is I help give clarity and then use a lot of my business background to help them kind of get started, usually starting their own thing. Oh, cool. So is this a lot of times people that are kind of, you know, maybe they're in their career, like you said, they're happy, but they're not as fulfilled as they'd like. Cause I think I, I read somewhere that, you know, some of the things that you work on is, is kind of leaders leaving corporate America or corporate, like their corporate lives behind. Um, that must be quite an interesting journey for them. And it must've been an interesting journey for you as well. Um, when did you finally, when was that decision made? Was that when you left the state that you were, you were kind of done with that more corporate, uh, environment uh, or, um, I didn't realize it at the time. I think at the time when I quit, I just didn't want to work within a corporate environment. Um, I kept trying to figure out maybe I could still do consulting. At the time, I thought, you know, I'm 50. Am I going to start over? Really? Like, what do I need to learn? I've already been doing this for three decades. How do I reinvent myself? So for a while, like I'd say the first six months of me kind of drifting around and trying to figure out how to do strategy consulting until I finally hit this point where I still remember it. I was on the coast of Lithuania in a little town called Nida, and it was very peaceful and quiet. And I gave myself permission to not know what was next. And I closed my computer and I rented a bike and I rode around and hiked on sand dunes. And I just, for the next couple months, gave myself permission to just stop and then started doing what I call navigating like a bat. It's a lot more from feeling it, like honoring your gut instead of getting caught up in analysis paralysis and thinking. And that actually really have, has transformed my life. Oh, that's awesome. And then maybe that's a nice point for me to ask you is something you say is uh, it's like start with who. What does start with who mean? Yeah, great question. Um, I've always started with who. So in my background, my background was customer centric strategy. So, you know, how do you attract and keep customers? Um, And so at the time, I was always trying to get strategists to start with who like, but what I defined who as is your customer. After I went through this journey of myself and really taking a deep dive into who I am, what lights me up, what are my, I call, I call it love my limits. Like what are my natural limits? Allowing myself to not be everything possible, but really just be the best version of myself. And I started realizing that the conversation in the business world really needs to focus on who, not why. And Simon Sinek did a great job popularizing Start With Why. It got people 
kind of thinking about something other than just the next step. <laughs> you know, why are we doing this? So uh, I think it's great. And at the same time, when we really start with who, when we start with the individual, with ourselves, with us as a leader, uh, who we are actually determines what we care about and the companies that we build and what we're passionate about and who actually determines the why and the what and the how. So let's start within ourselves. That's awesome. I like, I love that. I think that's, I think that's really a, that's really a unique kind of, a kind of idea that uh, can really help people when they're truly trying to figure out, you know, where they're going. Um, so I, I'd love to ask you, so what would you say to someone who, who is, you know, okay with their life but not where they could be or not where they want to be and they want to try to fix that but they don't even know where to start what would you say yeah so the way I work with my uh with my clients is we first start tapping into do you know what yes and no feel like in your body maybe we can play this think about a time when you really felt like you were in a situation that was so you and you were so lit up and don't use just like, um, tell me what it feels like in your body with sensation words. Uh, excited. Um, it's kind of passion from the, it's almost from my, when I get really excited, it's almost coming from like my chest area. Like I'm, I'm like almost exploding because I'm so excited about something or I, I really am, I'm all in and I'm, um, I'm, I'm thrilled and I'm excited and everything seems to be firing off. That's, that's where I know I've, I've got something that I want to, uh, that I want to do. Um, knows hard for me. So that's an interesting one too. <laughs> yeah. So think about something that really was not aligned with you. Yeah. Something that you kind of wish you could say no to. Like, what does that feel like? Uh, and it's funny the the feeling is actually coming from the same spot in my chest, but it, it presents in, in, in much worse ways in, in, you know, uh, losing sleep over it or I, I, uh, <laughs> I analyze everything. So I will, if, if I want to say no to something, I don't know how I will, like, it'll spin in my head for as long as I let it. Um, and if it really doesn't sit right with me, I know I have to say something, but it takes me a long time to articulate that. <laughs> yeah. And, and the word you just used around, this doesn't sit right. So often people describe a yes as feeling very, opening heart opening and uplifting like there's an energy of openness and a no will often feel like you're closing in like your shoulders will roll in your stomach feels tight there's a protective way of uh i guess feeling what yes and no is and i i've really noticed that when i start paying attention to those signals and then start thinking back it's almost like a life narrative when did I feel these yeses? When have I felt those my whole life? What was I doing? How was I feeling? And then I start tapping into what our core needs are. Uh, are those usually when I'm feeling safe or free or self-expressive or um, deeply connected with another human? So we all have, you know, we all share the same, let's say, eight or 12 core needs, but the unique mix within each individual is really different. So I'm motivated by freedom. If I were an animal, I'd be a bird. And when I started paying attention to that and designing my life in a way where I was fully lit up, doing what makes me happy, and uh, I was feeling more free, my whole life changed. 
And there was a time when if you had asked me, well, what lights you up? And I would say, I have no idea. But I also wasn't connected in with my body. There's so much wisdom in our body. We have 100 million neurons in our gut. We have 40 million neurons in our heart center. We're only using a tiny fraction of our whole body intelligence when we are overthinking. So when we really get into how do we feel, honoring yes and no, how do we want to feel? And then starting to design our life around how we want to feel. And normally, uh, we can see patterns of that through our whole life. I was such an explorer when I was eight. I was always running around building forts and investigating things. And, and I really, I haven't changed much since I was eight years old. <laughs> That's awesome. And I think, I, I love that point about like, really trying to figure out in, in, in your body and your soul kind of what it is that, that makes you happy and light up and I think how you describe how people describe it as being open or closed is is very accurate and I think anyone listening to this you could take a few even like obviously it's not a few minute job but the, the same that we just did like ask yourself those two questions and and what does it feel like to you and and try to figure that out um because I think even if uh even if you think everything is is exactly as it should be um I think there's always still room for for figuring out if that's truly what you want to be be doing. Um, so I'd like to ask you this next question because I think, as you mentioned earlier, you know, when you left the States, you had a client, you got overseas and you didn't have a client anymore. Um, what does resilience mean to you? That is a great question. And it's really this ability to yeah, figure it out. The world isn't going to end. What can I learn from this? And I've gotten pretty good at whenever something doesn't quite go right. I immediately stop and ask myself, okay, am I really supposed to be doing this? What other, what, what other ways can I do this? Or what other directions can I go in? What's the third way instead of getting caught in binary options? Um, there's always a solution. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's good. And I think how different people define resilience or, or what it means to them is also uh, so interesting. Cause I think how you can handle disappointment or, um, grow from from mistakes or things that that didn't work out is is so important in in how uh, how people can face face their daily lives. Um, so I'd now like to ask you, basically, um, it's a question we ask all of our guests, and I love it because the answers are always so unique and different. But it's if you could go back in time and have lunch with a younger version of you, it could be when you're starting out, I mean, whatever point in time you, you think is most appropriate, what would your conversation look like? And what kind of advice would you give? Such a wonderful question. And I wish that I could give advice to me, even when I was in high school, especially at such a difficult time. I really started, well, I was a military brat. So I lived in 12 states by the time I was uh, sorry, nine states by the time I was 12. So I was constantly looking around myself for how I could fit in. How do I fit into this new school? Oh, and I was an only child. So I would go back and say, please stop trying to fit in. You are brilliant as you are. Really understand and just own yourself and follow what lights you up instead of focusing on anything outside yourself. That's great. Um, and I think that's uh, something uh, all young, uh, young adults, young William, women, I think probably in particular as well, uh, advice, advice for them. Because, uh, you know, I see it. I have two, I have two kids. Uh, one's coming kind of pre-teenage. And you just want to say, just be you, man. And I do think kids are 
I don't know. I, I think my son is better at it than I was, certainly. I don't know if it's just their age, like their how they're coming up within the world. But uh, I think that's such important advice. And that brings us to the end of our formal questions. Um, the next part is called the Fast Three. We ask three questions that we want to get your thoughts on just kind of to help our audience uh, understand you a bit more, but also to give them some great inspirational reading material to think about. My favorite source of information is probably LinkedIn. I've curated a feed that reliably delivers lots of juicy content on personal and organizational transformation. I'm currently reading Divergent Mind. It's a book about women with differently wired brains. Up to 20% of the population's neurodiverse, meaning we're just wired differently than the neurotypical than most people. And it's really liberating to learn about the biological basis for feeling a bit like an outlier. Who is currently inspiring me? I have several friends who have either recently published a book or are in the final throes of book birth. My friends Shannon Lucas, April Rinney, and Kunur Bahal. I have two books in the early stages. One's a memoir that will take a while, and another that's full of the paradoxical insights that I've learned on my journey. And I also have a guided journal that's near completion. I'm so inspired by these women authors because I'm aware of and struggling with the discipline and boundaries that you need to get something like this done, but figured if they can do it, I can do it too. Well, Jen, I just want to thank you so much for uh, for joining me today for an episode of Run It Like a Girl. It was really great to talk with you. Um, I think you're just such an inspirational individual to to you know follow what it is that you're meant to do. I don't think... A lot of people actually do that. Um, and to see that you help others do that as well is really incredible. Just before we go, if somebody wants to uh, to find out more information about what you do, uh, what's the best way to do that? Uh, probably just hop on my website, which is jenrice.co, J-E-N-R-I-C-E.co. Awesome. That's, that's where you'll find me. That's great. And we'll put it in the show notes as well. So check out the show notes for some more information on Jen as well as where you can reach her. Well, Jen, thank you so much. It was great speaking with you today. Great to be here. Thanks so much. Run It Like a Girl is hosted by Bonnie Moak. Brian Long is the producer. Web design and technical assistance provided by Dan Moak. And music courtesy of the talented Brooklyn Gillichuk.